0: hey welcome everybody back to the cross point church scripture podcast Uh, no matter where this is finding you today um, i hope you know that there's a god in heaven that loves you and i hope you know that his word is for you no matter what situation you're in or how long you've been away from it or no matter what you're going through now in life god's word is for you it was given to the world By his Holy Spirit. So it can only help us to look into his word. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, God helping us. We're going to dive into scripture because it's what we do on this podcast in uh, various ways. And uh, we're going to see how it can encourage us, uh, maybe deepen our knowledge of scripture a little bit. You know, we don't shoot for too much every day. Let's take bite size, you know, one day at a time. And uh, we're going to take our scripture. We're going to dive into it a little bit in our classic three ways. If you have been here a while, you know what that is. If not, you'll you'll learn by getting along with us. So here we go. Uh, today's uh, verse of the day from you Version on this particular day when I'm when I'm speaking with you is uh, from Psalm 23. Hands down, hands down, one of my favorite parts of scripture um, has been a great place of meditation for me, a great place of memorization, a great place of prayer. Um, Psalm 23, if you're new to the Bible or new to prayer, or even if you've been at it a while, but you say, yeah, I'll take any tools for the road. I cannot recommend highly enough that you commit Psalm 23 to memory, no matter how, uh, long that takes you or what it takes, just do it. And then once you have that in your memory, man, every moment you get during the day, you can just begin to roll these, uh, words over in your mind and, 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 pray them to God, knowing that you're praying his word and you are praying one of his uh, prayers that he gave to his people, Israel. So that's what the Psalms are. So we love context here on uh, the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. My name is Josiah too. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. <laughs> Pastor Josiah here from Cross Point. But um, the Psalms are God's prayer book. It was these collections of Psalms and hymns of praise. Um, that were inspired by God and written down by various authors and given to his people, Israel, as a part of their worship to him. And so we as Christians, uh, especially here in America, it's been my own personal experience. And then um, I've heard it in my work as a pastor is one of the number one things I hear from people is I want to pray more, but a lot of times I just don't know what to say. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And I've been there myself. Uh, The answer, one of the best answers to that is go to God's word give him his words back and uh, use these as a platform to stand on and to offer these words back up to him so it can deepen your soul, open your heart, expand your mind. And uh, when you're praying God's words over yourself and your family and your situation, you can know that you're on his main road. So Psalm 23 for me is a a huge one. Psalm 1, the first Psalm as well, big one for me. Romans 8. uh, I love to go to the Lord's Prayer from Matthew six, I think, and um, somewhere in Luke two. And so let's get started. So our verse of the day today is Psalm 23 verses one and two. So reading from the ESV, it says this, "'The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. "'He makes me lie down in green pastures. "'He leads me beside still waters.'" Okay, Psalm 23 verses one and two. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Um, A few things here. So first of all, uh, this is a prayer, like I said, from most, most scholars that I read agree. This is from David, that King David of Israel wrote this as one of his own prayers, one of his own praises, one of his own hymns to God. And wherever it says the Lord, so in the ESV, it's capital L-O-R-D, the Lord is my shepherd. It was a way of respectfully referring to God without writing down his name. Maybe you guys are familiar with this tradition when they've believed the Lord's name was too holy to just be spoken in certain circumstances. And so here, that's what it means, the Lord so he means the Lord, the God of Israel, the creator of the whole universe is my shepherd. Now you guys know, so many of us are familiar with the fact that David was a shepherd when God uh, found him and anointed, had Samuel anoint him king of Israel is actually a little bit of comedy in first Samuel where uh, Samuel comes over to uh, David's dad's house, Jesse, and uh, comes over to Jesse's house and says, you know, I'm here because God told me to come. And one of your sons is the future king of Israel. And so he brings out the biggest, the best, (laughs) none of them are to the mark. David, the baby of the family is out tending the sheep. That's his job as the youngest. Oh yeah, I guess we do have one more, but I mean, he's out tending the sheep. Samuel says, well, we're not going anywhere until he comes. So they go get him and he's anointed the future king of Israel. So David knows something about being a shepherd because he was one. So when he says the Lord is my shepherd, he really knows what he's talking about. And then uh, we have to lift our minds a little bit above what we may or may not know. I have never been a shepherd before. And as far as I know, I don't know any shepherds, okay? It's just not something that happens a lot in Arnold in South County where I was raised. (laughs) And maybe the same is true for you. But, uh, you know, the job of the shepherd was way more adventurous, harder, and... uh, I don't know, more interesting, I guess I'd say, than a lot of the Sunday school paintings you see where you've got the nice, clean uh, guy in a nice, clean, biblical-looking robe standing there with a cute little staff and holding a nice, clean little puffy lamb in his hands. Instead, you want to think about spending day and night outside in the elements, um, protecting your animals from hunger and thirst and sun exposure and animals that want to eat them and keeping these animals from walking themselves off a cliff or uh, wandering off to be lost forever and so on. So tough job that included every aspect, and this is important to what we're talking about today, included every aspect of providing for and keeping a living thing safe okay a shepherd was there to provide for and every living you know everything that a living thing would need and keep it safe and so david is reflecting and say you know the lord is that to me and to david it was a reality and it is to me too these are true words it's not just supposed to make us feel better that's a big uh, mistake to make it's it, that would take this out of context this the psalms are not written down to just make us feel better they're a description of reality the Lord is my shepherd. It's true. You know, sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. And then, so the Lord's my shepherd. And then you could say, and so I shall not want. Now, this is an old fashioned way of saying something. I shall not want. And I can't blame my uh, listeners right now from going, I shall not want what? You know, in normal American English, what we wouldn't want would be coming up here. Um, But what this means is it's a reference to the fact that when you know, if the Lord is your shepherd, There'll be nothing that is essential to you that you will be in want of. Now, you know, like me, you could be going, oh man, I could think of a hundred things I wish were different. Well, me too, but the Lord is my shepherd, not me. (laughs) You understand? There might be some things that I say, oh, you know, I could do with this or I really think I need this. But if I say, well, but the Lord is my shepherd, then I begin to see and kind of wake up to this reality that not everything I think I need, do I need. And whenever I look to the Lord instead of my own provision, I find that I'm not in want. And some of your translations might say that. I shall not be in want. So it's a powerful and a challenging verse, but there it is. It's what we're just looking at the original context and that's what's meant by it. And then I love this here. So it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. I think you can probably picture that. You know, you could see the shepherd out on the hillside and all the sheep are laying down there in these green pastures. He leads me beside still waters again, I think, you know, walking along with the flock, you know, the still waters right there. Okay, now don't make the mistake of thinking that this is just a beautiful scene. It is. I mean, it brings me a lot of peace and this is beautiful writing. That's true too, but it isn't the point. So every, you know, there's no wasted words in the Bible. And so when we look a little closer for the meaning, they can come out to us. So through reading about it and reading some books, you know, from, there's a great one by a guy that was actually was a shepherd and kind of reflecting on the 23rd Psalm and things like this. But it seems reasonable to a lot of people that if sheep are lying down in a green pasture, it's because they're full. (laughs) Do you understand that? So- She, you know, sheep, no, no exception to the mammal kind, they're always hungry. And if you have sheep typically standing in a green pasture, they're going to be eating unless they've been standing in that green pasture long enough that they're full. And so when they're full, they lie down. And so it's even more that, you know, it's all right. It's like, oh, that's a peaceful scene. He makes me lie down. Yeah, that's true. It is a peaceful scene, but even more than that it's reflecting on the fact that when the Lord is your shepherd, you're not, you shall not be in want and he will actually bring you to the point where you can lie down in green pastures. And I've been there before and I hope you have too. And, and I mean, in a deeper way, like in my soul, I've been in places where I thought, okay, with God's forgiveness and, and, his presence with me and the people and places and things he's brought into my life. Is there suffering and issues? Sure. But with the Lord here with me, I can, I've, I have enough. I can lie down amidst plenty, <laughs> you know? So, all right. And then you can, I think you can see what the next part is the same idea. He leads me beside still waters. So why would the sheep just be walking by the water unless they weren't thirsty anymore? you understand? They've had their fill. They're no longer thirsty. And so just to verse two here, just two things, green pastures and still waters lying down and, and walking beside to just continue to help us to meditate on and, and ruminate on and, and settle ourselves in the fact that when the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not be in want. And then um, this is raised up a level. So, you know, with um, context, you always want to read the verses before and after. There are no verses before because this is the beginning of the Psalm. But let's just do one more verse after because what happens is it takes this whole... Sheep thing lying down in green pastures, led led beside still waters, and it elevates it a little bit now to maybe give us a way to picture this as we as humans. Okay, so the sheep was a nice picture, but we're not actually sheep, we're humans. So in verse three, he kind of takes the same picture, elevates it a little bit, and he says, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. So if you think about the damage maybe that has been done to your soul in the way you've lived and the way other people have treated you and and all this kind of stuff, well, David was no uh, stranger to that. And But within the Lord's provision, okay, the picture is a sheep lying in a green pasture, but the reality, the spiritual reality in his life has been that the Lord has restored his soul. And I can say that for myself too, that uh, he... He has restored my soul. He is restoring my soul. It's kind of a yes and ongoing project and only because of that. So it's not because every single physical thing in the world that I could ever want has been given me. No, it's actually, yeah, there's plenty of things I could worry about and there's plenty of things maybe I could, it would be nice to have, but because God has restored my soul, he's gotten into that inner person and given me back myself, and rescued me. I don't know what he's rescued you from, but rescued me from deep loneliness and an enslavement to narcotics and, you know, these things, self-hatred and a need to be right and deep unforgiveness and grudges towards other people. Because Jesus has poured his love and mercy and his wisdom and his light on these things, he's restored my soul. And so, in a real way, that lie down in green pastures, walking beside still waters, things very real to me. And then, led beside still waters, he elevates a little bit. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, a lot here, but, and maybe on another show we'll get into it, but those paths of righteousness, you know, to think of God's way, the things that he says are right, the things that he likes, the things that are good to him kind of forming this path. I just love the sound of that. Something you can do to test this out for yourself is take the 10 commandments from Exodus 20 and just go over them and be like, yeah, I could see this is a straight and true path that if I followed it, I would end up somewhere good. And why would he do this for me? Because I'm so special? No, because for his name's sake, because of who God is, he leads me in paths of righteousness because he is my shepherd. so. You know, I think you guys can tell I'm a little bit gaga over this whole thing, and that's true. Um, these have just been very important to me in my walk with God. So, verses one, two, and three of Psalm 23, just good stuff and, and lots of riches here, which, you know, wish we had time to go over, but it's okay that we don't because on uh, Cross Point Scripture podcast, just want to point you in the direction of some good stuff and you go get it for yourself. That'll be better for you in the end, okay? So, um, there's the context. Now, what would this have meant to its original audience? That's pretty easy because we, as we talked about, David was an Israelite. He was one of the chosen people of God. He was one of their kings, their greatest king. And he is given these psalms or hymns of praise because he wanted the whole congregation of Israel to direct this kind of thinking and talking and praising and prayer to their God, Yahweh, who made them a, God in the, who made them a people in the first place. So that's what they would be hearing. They'd be thinking about the Lord being their shepherd, leading them beside still waters, restoring their soul. He's thinking about them rescuing them as a people from Egypt or making them a people in the first place by giving Abraham and Sarah to make them a great nation. Or, you know, with David as their king, he's thinking about delivering them from their enemies, the Philistines all around, or they'd be thinking about Goliath going down with that stone slung by the shepherd David that took down the giant just because God said it was gonna happen that day. So, And so they would just be taking this as a description of who their God has been to them. And, and we can take it the same way for us. And then do we see Jesus in this? Well, I think you can see how we can. This is actually a description of Jesus you know, he, he takes this to himself many times. The Bible refers to Jesus as the chief shepherd. Jesus refers to himself as the shepherd, the sheep know his voice and so on. And so the Lord is my shepherd became even more vivid and clear to those who saw Jesus and lived with him. And for us too, as we study our gospels and we're able to, and we have the experience of the Holy Spirit showing us who Jesus is, He becomes our shepherd and when we have him, he's the one who makes us lie down in green pastures and still waters. He's the one who has restored our soul if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, the old is gone and the new has come. You guys remember that? He restores my soul. He leads us in paths of righteousness. That's why the Holy Spirit is in us. That Holy Spirit's building us up in righteousness and leading in us in the way that we should go. And he's doing it all. Jesus always said he did everything he did for the because the Father had sent him and to glorify the Father that had sent him. So Yeah, not only can we see Jesus in these verses, but they're just a very great description of who Jesus was. And uh, the Psalm goes on as a Psalm 23 is a great place to look for an Old Testament description of who Jesus is and, and the reality that Jesus lived in when he walked among us. Okay, so wonderful stuff, man, I bless you. I bless all of you that are listening. I bless you, no matter where you are, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I pray that you are that he is restoring your soul I pray that you are seeing and understanding God as your shepherd if even you're listening to this from a from a hospital room uh, maybe you're listening to this from a, from a lonely place I don't know but wherever you are I just I bless you and I hope you're doing okay and that you're leaning on God all right so I hope you'll keep joining us for more episodes of the Cross Point Church Scripture podcast uh, but that's all that we have for today we'll see you next time.